0: Well, hello there, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 228 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. The day has come, my friends. I've been asking you, begging you, pleading for you to call in or write to me with your Christmas ideas, your holiday gift ideas. What are you giving your friends and family this holiday season? I am giving back to the world all the ideas that you so diligently and so thoughtfully sent me. We are hearing from 15 ladies today for a total of about 20 tips. Collectively, all of you, you're so much smarter than I am, so I'm thrilled to be able to give you the microphone. Now, today's show is a little bit interesting in that I have a mixture of tips that people emailed me as well as tips that people called in with. So we're going to hear some voicemails that I'm going to interrupt, maybe give my thoughts, read an email that I received, put some ads in there, and just stay with me for this journey because it's going to be a good one. All right. And here we are. I'm going to let Mora take it away with her first gift idea. And oh my gosh, is it a creative one?
1: Hi, my name is Mora Giordano. I wanted to share an idea for um, Christmas gift giving that I'm doing with my parents and my sister this year. I um, went into my parents' house while they were away on vacation and raided our childhood photo albums. I did have to invest in a photo scanner, but it was certainly cheaper than um, investing in the services that do this. And I have scanned all of our family photos from our entire life when I'm 31 years old. So that's a lot of photos that were like kind of stowed away and otherwise couldn't be used. My intention is to get them a USB drive with, and my sister, one, um, so that they can all have copies of these. Part of what also spurred this was we had some natural disasters in our area over the summer, and family friends of ours had just, you know, so much of their stuff was destroyed, and it really made me think of how can we take all of this and make sure that it lives on forever.
0: All right. So what I love about Mora's idea here is that she is proactively digitizing and preserving family memories on USB drives before disaster hits, right? Pictures are everything. If our house was on fire, we'd go for the albums first or definitely second after we grab our loved ones and our pets, right? I love that Mora's doing a somewhat arduous task for her parents and for her sister this holiday season by digitizing all these memories for them. And I'm going to read you an email I received from Kaylin. Kaylin writes, and I quote, "'My sister and I are gifting my mom an experience. We're going to book a stay at an Airbnb that offers yoga and meditation classes. We all get to spend time together and create memories.'" My family has always done coupons as well, so we'll gift our time and our labor in a way that's meaningful for the recipient. In the past, I've also done advent calendars. Some of the days will have some sort of edible treat, and some will have a nice note I've written. Some will have instructions for an activity. My mother-in-law used to set up scavenger hunts as part of the advent calendar when my husband was younger. These always ended in nerf gun fights. And what I love about Kaylin's suggestions there is she is all about experiences, right? She's about spending special time with her mother. She's having scavenger hunts and thoughtful advent calendars. So it's all about the experiences. And I would say that Mora and Kaylin's ideas together really bring home the point that life is for the living. Life is for the experiences. And make sure you take pictures on the experiences. Next up, we're moving into the DIY category, and I'm giving you two voicemail messages from the DIY aficionados. Here they are.
2: Hi, Stephanie. My name is Fallon, and I live in Oklahoma, and I just wanted to give my gift-giving idea that I've been doing the past two years. I personally hate the traditional spend 20 to $30 on each person in your family that I've grown up doing. And so starting last year, I've been thrifting cute, like, baskets and cups and all different types of, like, thrifted goods personalized for each person. And I keep a list, and I usually start this in, like, July. Then I make cake balls, I make some peanut butter, I make shaving cream. This year I'm going to make some candles in thrifted mugs. And I try to thrift everything or make everything from scratch, and I decorate it with dried oranges. So far, all of my family members have really loved these personalized gifts much more than if I were to go to TJ Maxx and just buy a bunch of random knickknacks. Thank you.
3: Hi, Stephanie. This is Muriel calling from Michigan. This Christmas, I'm giving my friends and family homemade wine and homemade apple butter which I make every year just to keep things simple. I can make both of these things in big batches, often with B grade or forage produce. And this makes it easy for me because I give everyone the same thing. And it's also inexpensive and helps prevent food waste. It can be a bit time consuming, but everybody loves the result, including me because I always make sure that I make enough so that I can have some too. If you have a lot of houseplants, some of them are quite easy to propagate and make great gifts. Spider plants, pathos, catascantia, all of these plants are really easy to take cuttings and start new plants, which then you can gift to other people for Christmas. Also, I like looking at thrift stores for cool pieces of pottery or for pots that you can put them in, and it really kind of elevates the present and makes it unique and special.
0: Okay, so I have some thoughts about DIY gifts, but before I give them, I'm going to read you Janda's email. Janda wrote to me, and she said, quote, One of my favorite gifts for Christmas to friends and family are my traditional candied walnuts that I make each year. I enjoy the process and it gives me time to think about those who will be receiving them. I also like to crochet items for my family. And as I am making the items, I'm thinking about those that I love who will be receiving my gifts. Lots of warm and fuzzy feelings. So my thoughts on DIY gifts. I do my best to give a thoughtful DIY gift to my loved ones every year and I try to make a DIY gift that's actually going to be used spoiler alert to my friends and family this year you're getting homemade soap so act surprised when you open it I've made limoncello for family in the past that's a big hit because even if you don't want it right now or right ever you can sit in your cabinet and you can bring it out when guests come The key, in my opinion, with DIY gifts is you really have to start early. You really have to start thinking about what you're going to give and you have to start making and creating and perhaps baking really early. So if you have a DIY gift idea on your mind, my advice is to start right this second. Start right now. Now, the next group of gift ideas come from listeners who wrote to me about books. Now, these are both Emails so you get to hear my voice. The first comes from Renee. Renee says, quote, there are a number of cousins in my extended family. Rather than having cousins buy cousins gifts, we do a book exchange. Parents draw names and each cousin picks a book from their house that they want to give to another cousin. I add a step of wrapping the book in one of the many drawings or homework from the school year to give it a personal touch. My kids love it, and I love rotating our library. Teresa also wrote to me and she said, quote, this is a tip from one of my coworkers did a while back for her sister and nephew. She gave them the gift of an entire year of delivered to their door library books. Every week she brought them a new batch and took back the old ones. I thought this was such a lovely gift because it wasn't just a book that they'd read over and over. It was an entire library of books. And plus, it was a gift of time minimalism for her sister. No headaches around going to and from the library. Great gift ideas with regard to books there. Books are always a go-to gift in minimalist homes, for especially for children. Something to read, something to wear, something to read, etc., If you are buying new books for the children in your lives, see if you can support a local bookseller. Small businesses in general, I would say, but small booksellers especially are struggling right now. You might have to pay a little bit more for the book. You might have to pay for shipping. You might have to wait a little bit longer for the book or books to come. But if you can, if you are able to support those small booksellers, if you're buying new books, This is the year to definitely do that. I bought my children books. I buy them books every year for the holidays. My daughter was just having a book sale at her school, so I bought all the books (laughs) for them for Christmas at the book sale, and I felt good about it. Even though the books were more expensive than I could find on Amazon, 25% of the sales were going to my daughter's school, so it was a win-win for me. We're going to get into more tips after a quick word from this week's sponsor, Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. So next time you're at your local retailer, look for Coast of Maine products. Get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. coastofmaine.com. And we are back. We are up to Sherry's tip. Sherry left me a voicemail. Now, full disclosure, listeners, and I'm sorry to Sherry if you're listening But Sherry's voicemail hit a dead zone right in the middle, and I could not salvage it. So I will explain Sherry's tip for you after you listen to it. But essentially, Sherry's tip is to play a game this holiday instead of give a lot of unnecessary gifts. So here's Sherry. Hi,
4: Stephanie. This is Sherry. So this summer, my mom and my sister and I were talking about what we were going to do for Christmas this year and how tight everyone's budgets are and how tough things have been. And everyone's getting older and the kids are older and no one knows what to get each other anymore. And in reality, we all don't even need anything. Fleet, like a roll of toilet paper, it can be something nice that's valuable, but you just don't want anymore. And you wrap them up and everyone brings a gift and then you play a game where you take turns picking gifts or stealing from each other. I've also heard it called um Yankee Exchange, I think. You could probably look up the rules online how to play games. So now instead of hassling and worrying about what to buy each other and what people want or need, we can just look forward to having a fun family get together with a fun game and, you know, not worrying about all of the other stuff that bogs us down every year. <laughs>
0: So Sherry, I love this tip. Make the holidays fun again. Play a game. Now, I do have to say from personal experience, if you are seeking to create a Yankee swap tradition in your household, I have some tips for you. And that's because this is a completely true story, by the way. One family member in my extended family suggested to another family member in my extended family that we should stop giving gifts and we should start playing Yankee Swap and like, why not? Let's have fun. Let's infuse some fun. Let's stop buying unnecessary gifts. The person who was receiving this idea was not happy and no longer speaks to the other extended relative. So if you want to breach the subject with your family about stop buying gifts, gifts for everybody in the family that they probably don't want, don't need, aren't going to love, and you want to instead do something like a Yankee swap, what I liked about Sherry's idea, by the way, is that everybody has to give something useful, I suggest you broach that conversation well in advance of the holidays, so you're not going to spring that on people at the Thanksgiving dinner table. You're going to spring that idea on people in the summer before any gifts have been purchased, because I think what the problem was in my family was that... The person who heard this idea for the first time at Thanksgiving was really darn angry because she had already started her Christmas shopping and had already bought all this stuff. I think that was part of it. There were a lot of interpersonal factors at play, but that was about five or six years ago and they still don't speak over Yankee Swap. So I love the idea of playing a game, but you have to get everybody on board. You have to mention it early. Next up is an email tip from Kelly. Kelly brings up a really great tip here. She does a donation in everybody's honor. Not a lot of work, not a lot of tangibleness either, but doing some good. So Kelly wrote, I love your show and I listen to it every week. My non-gift giving idea is always a heifer donation in the receiver's name. Any nonprofit would work, but I choose Heifer in part because it feels more tangible. You are gifting a cow or a chicken in their honor as opposed to another wonderful organization that would be you give cash donations. Thanks so much, Kelly. So I love this. I mean, when in doubt... Donate to an organization in your loved one's name. Now, I wonder, and I would love to hear from all of you who do this regularly, do you pick an organization that you know the recipient will appreciate? Do you take the recipient's values into consideration when you choose which organization to give? Or do you give to an organization that means something personally to you, the giver? I would love to hear more about that. But when in doubt, when you don't know what to give somebody, Give some of your hard-earned resources to a nonprofit. Love it. Next up, we have a tip from Dawn. Dawn is reminding us of the importance of giving what is needed this holiday season. I will let Dawn take it away.
1: Hi, Stephanie. My name's Dawn. I'm from New York. Uh, this year's gift items, we are gifting as well as asking for our gift cards for subscription services like Netflix, uh, also, our family of six, we have four children. So we use um, food services like HelloFresh um, or different services like that. So we are asking family and friends for gift cards towards those things.
0: Love it, Don. Thank you so much. If you need to give somebody something, why not give something that you know they need, they know they are going to use? I feel like a lot of times gifters, we feel as though, We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We feel like we have to find the perfect thing. Sometimes the perfect thing is reducing somebody's bills for a month. I mean, that would be a perfect thing for me. A lot of us, when we say we don't want or need anything, that's true. But what we would appreciate is these needs, these things that we spend money on every single month. So I love it. Now we're going to wrap up the show with two really creative gift ideas. I will let the ladies take it away one after the other. Hi,
2: Stephanie. My name is Anne. I have mother not want us to spend any money on her for the holidays. So I started a handful of years ago, gifting her 12 recipes each year for Christmas. So I will plan them out per month, kind of along with a theme of what food goes with that season of the year. And it also turns out to be a thing that you know, she'll call me up and we'll have a conversation about the new recipe that she's tried and she'll tell me, you know, how much she enjoyed it um, and all of that. So it's really kind of a great gift for the whole year. Hi, my name is Frances and this holiday season, I'm going to give my friends and family tea tasting in the in a box. I'm going to organize it for them with a little guide of all the different types of tea. I think I'm going to do four types of tea and give it to them so they can steep and try their tea. I really wanted to give an experience in a box instead of something that they were going to have in their house or some food that they were
1: going to eat quickly. So I hope it'll be something that they really enjoy. Happy holidays.
0: What I love about Anne and Frances's tips are they are super creative and they're super personalized. So with Anne, she is giving her mom... One recipe each month. That is so thoughtful. And can somebody in my life please do that for me? Give me one recipe that's a tried and true recipe in your life. Give it to me one each month and I would be so grateful because what you're really doing there is you're taking off the stress of me trying to find some great recipes to serve my family. I love that. And then with Francis's gift, she brings up a really important hack, right? If you're making something for somebody, think about X in a box. What can you put in a box? Francis has chosen tea, and that sounds like such a thoughtful gift. You didn't mention whether you're making the tea or not, but amazing. I would say take that logic of something in a box and apply it to everybody in your life. So for the children in your life, could you do movie in a box? Maybe you put in a DVD. It doesn't even have to be a new one. DVDs are abundant. You add some candy. Maybe you add some popcorn kernels. Voila, movie night in a box or game night in a box, or if you have somebody in your life who's very creative, instead of purchasing that monthly subscription box, why don't you just create some yourself? Art in a box, perhaps, or book night in a box. Maybe you put in a favorite loved book, add in some fuzzy socks and a blanket and a tea packet and a candle, and there you go for the readers in your life. So there are some thoughts. So I just want to close out the show with one final tip, and it comes from Lisa. Lisa lives in Chicago, and she really brings home the minimalist aspect to this conversation. Lisa writes, and I quote, My children get three gifts under the Christmas tree because that's how many gifts Jesus got from the wise men. They have always known this, and they have never pushed back. When they were young, these were the gifts from Santa, but now that they're older, they are from us, their parents. This is my way of controlling the consumerism part of Christmas and focus on the real meaning of the holiday. So I love that, Lisa. You bring home the point. You bring this conversation full circle. Less is more. Thoughtful is better. So I hope I gave all of you, I hope we gave all of you some creative or thoughtful or utilitarian gift ideas for the loved ones in your family. If you want to hear more episodes like this where it's less of me and more of all of you, please reach out and let me know that. I'm always welcome to feedback. I'm wishing you all a very, wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. If you are celebrating Thanksgiving next week, I am grateful for each and every one of you. And I wish every single one of you an amazing and beautiful holiday season. I will see you on Tuesday for your regularly scheduled interview. I will be taking Thanksgiving off. I need a break, but I'll see you on Tuesday. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.